0: concept comes from the Latin word consumption, which means a way of thinking. We got to come up with some new concepts. We dying in our Big boy youth. concepts. That's a big boy concept right there, man. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for tuning in to Big Boy Concepts, the weekly podcast dedicated to providing valuable content in our quest to win the battle against obesity. That's a big boy concept right there, man. Hey everybody, how's it going out there? Full transparency, you know, Big Boy Concepts, we give it to you raw, like right and raw. I never want to cheat you, so here is the uh, update. I don't even do it like a pre intro. I just you heard the music, you know who I am, you know what we talk about. I am gonna jump right into it. So this morning I got on the scale. It said four seventy two. Now, if you guys remember, four sixty five was my. Last low. That was the last time we talked about weight. But y'all remember a brother went to California and uh Vegas, had some snacks and some munchies, and you know, fell off a little bit. I came back, I think I was 490 something. You know what I'm saying? Like even though I had been trying to eat healthy on that trip, it's just with all that driving. Yeah, it took its toll. So anyway, I'm back on track. Uh, but I was 472 this morning, 465 is where I need to be on the 17th. And then the ultimate goal is to be is to be below 450 by the end of April. So that way I figured it took about a month or a couple of weeks to get back to where I was before I left um, to kind of get back into the flow of things and everything. I'm not saying anybody needs to be let up. I'm just saying, hey, full transparency. You're not going to just hear on this show about, oh, well, everything that's good. Sometimes you're going to hear, hey, you know, your boy screwed up. He had something he wasn't supposed to eat that's part of it. That's certainly part of it. Um, so again, 465 is the goal by the 17th, which is a couple days from now, and then four, under 450 by the end of April. So I'm shooting for that. Keep your boy in your prayer, in his prayers. Uh, uh, keep your boy in your prayers. Sorry. I'm really excited about this episode. I got a lot to cover. There are some really cool things that happen, and I'm so excited to talk about them, but I want to first make sure I take a time out to say I appreciate you essential workers out there during this quarantine. Um, the people who are in the front lines. Man, I don't even know how to describe how much I truly appreciate just what you're doing for our country. Uh, how there's people who, you know how it is. The, the, when the building's burning out, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm 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 mashing. I'm getting the family out as soon as possible. But you know, those fire department people, they come in. You know, the 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 first responders, they go towards the problem as we run away from it. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to give a shout-out to say thank you, essential workers, man. You 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 allow us to be able to stay home and to stay safe. And even though I do some some dashing and stuff, and even though I've been you know out working, you you essential workers have really made the world go around. And at this time, I'd like to just say thank you. I, I appreciate what you do. Please be safe out there. The rest of y'all stay your asses home and stay safe. Okay, order your food, order your <laughs> movies on Netflix, stay your ass home if you don't have to go anywhere. Okay. I want y'all to be safe for real. It is Wednesday, April 15th, if you don't know. And I thought I would put together a little, there was a a group of people who were sending me questions about like my alternate day fasting and stuff like that. And they were talking about how I don't really do a lot of Q and A and stuff because I typically, if somebody emails me or something like that, and, uh, Shout out if you ever want to email me, it's alex, a l e x x 3982 at gmail.com. If you have questions, you can just tell me it's about big boy concepts. Uh, That's the official um, email, alex with two x's, a l e x x 3982 at gmail.com. And I've been getting some emails. When people were asking me questions about my alternate day fasting and what it, you know what's what goes into it and how I've been doing it, what are the rules? People are like, man, you know, you've been doing pretty good on it. I've been hearing you talk about it, but you know, as far as obesity and stuff, how does it help? So they had some questions. So I figured what I would do for this segment is do like a a ten alternate day fasting hack slash q and a if you will. So some of these are like, questions people ask me, I'll try to address those as best as I can. And then there's a few hacks that I can throw in there. But before I do that, there's something really exciting. Okay. Now I know this is really, really childish, (laughs) but I just got to say it. So the other day I get an email and it says, Hey man, you know, I'm a fan of the podcast and I've been listening to you for a while and I'm bigger than you are. And I'm almost 605 pounds. And and he was talking about how, you know, he had really been struggling and there's not a lot of podcasts on obesity. And I think the cool thing about that is, you know, you, you can relate to that because I was 600 pounds. So I, I totally understand. But he was like, hey, man, you know, my question is, how do I help like the podcast? I'm like, what? He was like, how do I help the podcast? Like, how do I you know, help you like, you know, by funding the podcast to kind of help you, you know, keep the podcast going you know how do i donate money and stuff like that and so you know your boy is blown away i never started this like to get money or to do anything like that i always wanted to help people because there was no place for me to really get the help i needed when i first started out and there was a lot of stuff i didn't know and that's the reason for the podcast so it really blew me away so you know shout out to you bro for for asking that question email and emailing and if you go to uh, anchorfm.com and you look Big Boy Concepts there's a link where you can support the the podcast. Uh, I think on Spotify you can support the podcast too. Man I'm I'm yo I'm first of all I'm geeked and excited that anybody would want to you know help out with the podcast expenses and stuff like that. You know the equipment is a little expensive and stuff but I never in a million years, would imagine that somebody wanted to help with that. So, shout out to you. I really appreciate that. I didn't know if you wanted your name out there, so I didn't want to just say anything. So, <laughs> but look, I appreciate that. But yeah, um, if you go to Spotify and you look at the end of it, I think it says where you can help. But if not, uh, at anchorfm.com, if you look up big boy concepts, there's a way that you can like help fund it or, or help be a part of it. And there's a sponsor link. And I think I really appreciate that. And I'm sorry I didn't get that out before. I guess for me, I just never really thought of the concept of me having like, you know, people who are listening to it so much they feel like they're getting value from it. Which I want you to give value, but you know, listen, the idea that anybody would want to do anything to support this podcast, whether it be writing in, whether it be saying what's up, anything, man, it's just a, a real blessing. So I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Uh, you can also head over to iTunes and leave me a review for Big Boy Concepts. Look, I, I I try to stay as connected as as possible, and and I don't like just the good comments. Like you you'll hear people read the comments from iTunes that oh yeah it's a great show thank you and that's the only ones they read. I want the negative ones too. I mean I'm just trying to get better. We're we're young in the podcast, and I want to be able to bring things that you need. So if you want to give me a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. I appreciate it. So without further ado. I want to get into these ten, like hacks slash Q and A, if you will. Of course, I'll ask the questions the way they were sent to me, but then I'll also give you guys a little bit of what I do that, that might help. The first question I had was on the alternate days: Do I fast all day and do I eat nothing at all? And I thought I uh, I thought I talked about this before, uh, but I apologize if I wasn't clear. So I typically eat two meals a day. So my first meal is usually really, really early, like right after my first workout in the morning, it's usually about seven, seven thirty or eight o'clock. I'll have my first meal. And then after I do that, um, you know, I'll work or do whatever. And then when I get off, I'll probably have another meal and I try to have that second meal done by about three thirty or four. So after that second meal, then the next day I do get to eat something. So when you're alternate day fasting, you still get to eat something. You get to eat up to 500 calories. So even though that's a fasting day, the very next day, so so let's just take it to make it simple. On Monday, I have two meals. My last meal starts stops at 3 p.m. Okay. Tuesday, I'm going to be fasting all day. Well, in that between 3 p.m. Monday and all day until Wednesday, I can have up to 500 calories on Tuesday. So if you're somebody who says, "Hey, man," How am I gonna like not have any food or not any energy at all the whole day Tuesday? Just just chill for a minute. You can have up to 500 calories. Anytime you see the little surveys or you see like a, uh, a alternate day fasting um, group that they do like in a study, it they gave those people up to 500 calories on the fasted day so they had some energy. So I, I don't even count my calories typically except for that fasted day. So I have two meals on Monday. Um, up to 500 calories on Tuesday, two meals on Wednesday, up to 500 calories on Thursday, and so on and so forth. And that's how I stagger it. I hope that clears it up a little bit. So so yes, you, you do get to eat on the alt. I call it the alt day. That makes it a lot easier. I know what I'm going to eat on the, on the days that I'm feasting, but on the, the fasting day or the alt day is what I call it, I know I can only have up to 500 calories. And that typically helps because if you're somebody who's like, man, I got to have something every day, then that kind of takes that excuse out because, you know, you have good meals on the days that you're eating. And then when you have that up to 500 calories, I usually have all those 500 calories at one time. So on Tuesday, for instance, when I get to have up to 500 calories, I'll usually have a salad or something else and I'll have those 500 calories all at once. And they're usually like two or three. So it doesn't feel like it's that bad, but you do get some really good results doing that. So I hope that clears that up. Um, The next question was, um what is allowed or what isn't allowed as far as fasting well for, as far as eating so so here's the deal I don't necessarily know nor do I necessarily sponsor one type of eating um, when we're dealing with obesity because I really believe that every diet can work I mean with the exception of Cheetos and ice cream and pop and stuff I think every diet can work uh all meat all vegetable uh, vegan um, I'm not so big on the vegan boy, but I do understand that it works for some people. So I don't, when it talks about what is and what isn't allowed, what happens is um, I do low carb because I know my body has a certain reaction to sugar. For some reason, if I ate like a whole bunch of potatoes and a whole bunch of rice, my body doesn't gain a whole bunch of weight. But if I had like a bowl of ice cream, my body has an extreme reaction to that. And I'll I'll weigh myself the next day and I'll gain five or six pounds. I don't know what it is, but my body reacts a certain way to sugar. So I would say what's allowed and what's not allowed is based on what you have already done to find out what your body reacts to. Because some of you, and I'm going to be real with you, some of you react a certain way to sugar. And for the per this is for the purpose of losing fat. Now, I, I'm not talking necessarily about obviously the health benefits as far as being healthy. Most sugars that aren't like from apples or, or, or from natural sources are pretty bad for you anyway. But I'm just saying in general, I don't that's what triggers me. So if I have a lot of ice cream, if I have a lot of candy, uh chips, a lot of um um, hydrogen and stuff. Like if I have a lot of stuff that I know I'm not supposed to be eating, like high fructose syrup type stuff, usually I just balloon up nicely the next day. So to answer the question, I usually do. I try to do Whole Foods as much as possible, and I do probably seventy percent protein. I'm more on the carnivore side of things when I eat, and I make sure I get my greens and vegetables in. So if my carbs, I usually have like a salad. And stuff like that, and green beans, and, and and cauliflower, and stuff like that. And then I usually have, you know, um, um, definitely always have baked chicken. Definitely always have like little smokies or sausages or stuff like that. But as far as what it is and isn't allowed, that's really up to your preference. And he, and here's why I say that: you don't want to be eating something you don't like. So I could say, hey, you know what? You should eat like me. You should do more more low carb, high fat, um, lots of protein. The problem is, is that a lot of people, if you eat too much protein, they can gain weight doing that too. It depends on where you are and how your body responds to certain things. So what's allowed is whatever allows your body to get to the goal that you specify. Remember when we talked about it before, look, <laughs> there's a lot of experts out there that have there's a lot of opinions. There's, a lot, there's actually a lot of trials. There's a lot of studies and stuff. Here's the deal. Until you know what your body reacts to and doesn't react to, that's those are the questions that can only be answered by you because you're specific like every there's there's some general things about sugar there's some general things about fat there's some general things about this and that but you really do need to take time and and sit down and just do sometimes people do elimination diets where where they They okay. I'm eating everything I normally eat, but I'm eliminating chips and see how that works, or I'm eliminating sugar and see how that works, or I'll eliminate meat for a while and see how that works. And a lot of times you can tell what your body reacts to. So I would say it's definitely up to you. Number three was, um, what kind of liquid substitutes do I use? Now this is interesting. Okay, so so I mainly try to drink water. Um, The reason I try to drink a lot of water is you know because you're 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 65 70 percent water. In your body, anyway. So, I try to drink bottled water, which is not the best thing. I'm just being transparent and giving y'all the real here. I drink a lot of bottled water, Um, but you know, water ain't gonna always do it for you. And you guys already know if you're a fan of the podcast, you already know I'm smashing some coffee, you know, a little bit of heavy cream, a little bit of sugar free creamer. I don't put added sugar in my coffee, but I'm gonna have my creamer and my coffee and I'm gonna be good, right? But if you, don't really do the water thing like that. Like my fiance, she don't really like water like that. So I found, excuse me, I found that Dr. Pepper, the Diet Dr. Pepper is really, really good. The Diet A&W root beer is good. And those flavored ice, the ice flavored drinks are really good. Kroger has has a Kroger flavored water. Those are fantastic. And they're like sugar free. Now, Now listen, those the, the diet Dr. Peppers, the diet AW root beers, and the ices, even though they're sugar-free and they taste great, they're using some kind of sugar substitute. Now, I just want to make sure that I'm clear on this. Some sugar substitutes can spike your insulin and and cause you to have like a weight, uh, like a fat loss stall. Um, I haven't necessarily had that problem, and clearly diet you know, uh, Dr. Pepper is fairly better than just regular Dr. Pepper, but I'm telling you, there are some people who... Have a reaction to that. So my number one go-to for like liquid substitutes other than water is usually the big flavored uh, Kroger waters because they're like they're, there's no regular sugar in there. There's just like the sugar substitutes and they don't seem to bother me too much. And then of course I'll smash the diet Dr. Peppers as well because those bad boys are fire. The diet A and W root beer. Yo, really quick, <laughs> here's a little side hack, okay? Take some, get some, look, go on Pinterest, okay? Because I don't want to take anybody's, like, credit for anybody's recipe, right? But if you go on Pinterest, they got people that take heavy whipping cream, um, a little bit of um, uh, erythritol sugar, um, and they take, like, um, Lily's chocolate chips and all this other stuff, and they, like, they they make their ice cream in the freezer, right? And they take it out, and then they pour the A&W root beer and make a root beer float out of that? Oh, man. It's ridiculous. Just just look up the the A and W, the Diet A and W root beer, like keto um, uh, root beer floats. You guys will love that. So yeah, Diet Dr Pepper, the Diet A and Ws, and then those ice flavored drinks are my top ones. And then of course the Kroger ones are really good too. Number four, do you keep your um, do you keep your fasting app on on alternate fasting days? Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So 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 when you're tracking your fasting. What I typically do is I start my faster, again, let's go back to Monday. So I have two meals on Monday, and I I put on that I'm starting my fast at about 3 or 4 o'clock. And I leave that fasting app on until Wednesday, so my next feasting day. Now, understanding that you are still technically eating Within that fasting time, okay. But if you're below 500 calories, the reason they the reason they even give you the 500 calorie buffer one is because there are some people, some of us are just not going to be able to make it a whole day without having some food. So they wanted to help you out. Two, um, they feel like if you're eating the right 500 calories, or if you're not going too much overboard, the calorie concept is so low that it won't really. Like, uh, have necessarily a response as far as your weight loss and weight gain. Again, based on my personal experience, if right around the five or six hundred calorie mark is not really showing any signs of having a uh, an effect as far as my my fat loss capacity. So I do keep my fasting app tracker on even on the alternative day. So typically, my fasting is about thirty six to forty hours, I guess, because it depends on how long uh, before I eat that first meal. Typically, what I do is if I stop eating at three o'clock in the afternoon on Monday and I only have 500 calories on Tuesday I typically wake up really early Wednesday and work out and then eat really really early because I usually am pretty hungry again I'm I'm you know 472 pounds so so there's a lot of me <laughs> and you know and I'm, I'm working out too so so there's a lot of hunger there so yeah I try to I try to eat early early in the morning And I am pretty hungry, especially after working out, doing the fasted workouts. So number five, what type of workouts do you do and what time do I work out? Well, again, you guys all know I try to wake up at five or six. And when I do, I I go right to working out. I'm one of those people that if I don't do it early in the morning, that workout's not getting done. Some of you work better in the afternoon and that's great. But for me, if it's not done pre 10 o'clock, actually, if I'm here, here's a hack. okay. If I don't, because I love coffee so much, literally, I will not have coffee until I've started my workout. So because I know I'm going to have coffee and it's automatic, what I'll do is I'll start doing my first couple of reps or my first little bit of cardio before I even brew coffee. And that kind of helps. The type of workouts I do are really simpler. I do four strength training workouts a week. So, what I do is I do chest and triceps one day, and then I'll do back and biceps one day, and then I'll have a break in between, and then I'll just do those. I'll do it, I'll do, uh, I'll repeat that again, and I'll have four. So, Monday and Tuesday, I lift. Wednesday, I take off. Thursday and Friday, I lift. And then I'm off Saturday and Sunday. Now, on those off days, I'm still doing the 10,000 steps, and I'm still doing my ab workouts. But as far as lifting weights and everything, I'm only doing that four days a week. So, I hope that clears that up. Um, I, and again, I find that it's better to work out in the morning, but that's me. That I'm, I'm, man, <laughs> I'm a different beast in the morning. It's not easy to get up in the morning for me, but I'm much better that first hour after getting up than I am at just about any part of the day. You know what I'm saying? Number six. Um, number six. Someone, <laughs> someone asked, "Do I recommend if if, if, if if is it okay for you to be hungry?" Okay, listen, if. Well, the way they asked it, I want to make sure I'm transparent. They said, is it okay if you're really, really hungry? H- here's the deal. If you're extended fasting, yes. It's okay for you to be really hungry because hunger comes in waves. So if you're trying to fast for four or five, six days, what happens is you get really hungry and then it'll kind of subside. That's not what we're trying to do here. When you eat on Monday make sure you're full, a little bit over full, in my opinion. And here's why. Because when you're first starting out doing alternate day fasting, you don't want to be hungry because you're going to feel like your body is going to, your body records emotion. It's just the bottom line. Your, Your body records emotion. So if you felt like crap eating, and then you felt like crap working out, And then you felt like crap because you didn't get enough calories. You see how your body is recording your emotions as well. So you want to make sure you get a good amount of food that you're full that will make you feel comfortable not eating for a longer period of time. That's one. Two, you want to look forward to the food that you're eating. Look, you didn't become obese by eating all the foods you don't like. That's not how this works and and the key to success, if you ask anybody, they'll tell you they just found a way to make the foods that they're supposed to eat taste better. they just found something that works for them for me, I didn't realize how much I liked romaine lettuce and how much I liked uh um um, like, I, it's weird because I know there's certain vegetables I don't like, but I didn't realize I like cauliflower until I saw somebody prepare it a certain way. Like, I hated cauliflower until I saw it prepare with like a whole bunch of butter and beat it up with like heavy whipping cream and making like cauliflower mashed potatoes with cheese and stuff. But I didn't I wasn't rocking no cauliflower. So I would prefer you don't starve yourself. Be full. And when you're fasting, when you first start off, you might be a little hungry. But remember, you're still having up to 500 calories on the fasted day. So yeah, you definitely don't want to be starving yourself. Number seven, do I believe in measuring your progress? You guys already know. I don't even know how that question. <laughs> I don't even know what the, I'm assuming what you mean is, is is measuring your progress too much. Give me one second, because I can't even imagine. Hmm, I'm actually having a little bit of diet, diet Dr. Pepper right now. So, okay, so measuring your progress. This is not for everybody. I do not recommend this necessarily unless you can handle it. But I'm 472 pounds. I weigh myself every day. Here's the thing. This is kind of a hack. If you get on the scale and you feel really crappy about yourself, then don't do it every day because it does ebb and flow. Here's why I do it every day. I feel really thin in the morning when I stop eating at 3 o'clock the day before and I wake up really early, I feel thin. Okay. And so sometimes that gives me a boost because I know that's that's the lightest I'm going to be. You know, you get up before you 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 get up, you use the bathroom or whatever, you weigh yourself. That's probably the lightest you're going to be depending on what you did that day and it gives me a boost in the morning. I try to make sure I track that weight just about every single day because there are times when your weight doesn't move, when you thought it was gonna move and you ate something else. So it, sometimes it's good to measure your progress on a daily basis. Sometimes it's good to measure it on a weekly basis, but you do need to measure your progress because sometimes, look, look sometimes the measurement is different than what you might think. It, I like to weigh myself. You, you don't have to do that. Sometimes your measure is how you feel. Like if you wake up and you feel better in the mornings or better in the afternoons than you did before, then that can be your measuring stick. Weight doesn't always have to be the measuring stick, but for me to get down to a safe, to what I feel is going to be safe weight for me, yeah, I measure it every day. I do. I, I weigh myself every single day. So um, eight, how big of a role does flexibility play? Okay, man, f- flexibility is huge. Look, when you're alternate day fasting, you are going to run up against the time when your significant other or somebody in your family is eating on a day that you can only have 500 calories. So so don't don't not eat that day. Sometimes that can trip you up. What you do is you just say, okay, cool. I was supposed to only have 500 calories today, but I'm going to go ahead and have two meals today, and I'll just do the fasting day the very next day. Or you can fast. You can have two days where you only have 500 calories because you know on Friday. So like, for instance, Monday, I can have my regular meals. Tuesday, I can have my fasting, Okay. And then I know that Thursday coming up, we have something coming up. So instead of eating my meal on Wednesday, like normally I'd eat and then Tuesday I'd fast and then Wednesday I'd eat again. Well, I would just take Tuesday and Wednesday and I'd eat 500 calories in both those days. So then on Thursday, even though that's not really the schedule, I would then use Thursday as the feast day. So, so you wanted to be flexible as possible. You're writing this book, y'all. So, so you you don't want to necessarily just follow a script that, that isn't very comfortable or flexible. Now, you don't want to be giving yourself an excuse never to do it. But, you know, you, you, you don't want fasting to be – you're fasting not only to be healthier, but you're also fasting for it to – because of its flexibility. That, that's one of the reasons people like fasting because you don't have to do it every day. You can do it every other day. Or you can do it 18 hours and then eat in a six-hour window. You can do intermittent fasting. You, there's so many different ways you can do it, so it doesn't have to be that way. So flexibility is actually one of the perks of fasting. So absolutely. Uh, number nine, what fasting app do I use? Okay, so I use an app called Fastick. And it's really cool because unlike other fasting apps, it tells you like what your body does at different stages. So like after the 10 hour, it'll say, OK, your body's done with it. It burned all the food you ate at the 13th hour. OK, you're starting to get into this or that. 16, you're getting into ketosis at 23. You're getting into like autophagy and all this stuff. Now, I will say this. Fastic is my number one. And then there's an uh, app called Life App. Um, the Life app is really cool, too, and it has a more of a community. Now, Fastic and Life, they both have a community that you can join for free as well. So you can be with other fasters and have a fasting buddy and stuff. Those really help. But I want to I be clear. When you see anything that talks about autophagy, now, now listen, from my understanding, um, and for those of you who don't know what autophagy is, autophagy is, is after you fast a certain amount of time, your cells basically clean themselves. What they do is they basically take, it's almost like um, they become their own mechanic. They take the toxins and different stuff like that and they get rid of them and they create a healthier cell, right? Autophagy, I believe is not necessarily possible at the highest level if you are eating on your fasted day. So you know how I was talking about you get up to 500 calories. I believe that you're always, there's always a little bit of autophagy going on in your body. But as far as getting like the autophagy that the fasting app will say you're at, I think if you're eating a food within that window, you're not actually achieving autophagy. Now, again, you can write in to me, you can leave a review if I was wrong. But from what I've studied, um, it seems to me like autophagy is achieved because as your body is is getting into ketosis and your body is breaking different things down, um, and these fatty acids and stuff are roaming in the body, and autophagy is just r- ramping up, I think the, the introduction of calories from an outside source, like I think it slows it down a little bit to, to what it would normally be. I could totally be wrong, but I just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of people are fasting for autophagy and not just weight loss, and I wanted to make sure that if you are fasting for cancer or if you're fasting because you have MS or something like that, then you the, the the eating up to five hundred calories on the alternate day may not necessarily be the best for you, but of course you know definitely get your doctor involved. Number ten, last but not least, um, what do I do every at the end of each week? Um, that's really easy. I think that. Uh, the the number one thing I do at the end of each week, which is really weird to ask that question, but I think they were trying to get to when do I when do I do a review each week? I sit down with my fiance and I do a weekly review, and I ask myself those questions. And some of those questions that we asked earlier are a part of this. Like there was the first question was like like um, like the second question was like what is allowed and what isn't allowed. What on number ten when I do my weekly review, I ask myself, hey, how did that work? Did the the diet Dr. Pepper or something like that mess me up? So number 10, definitely do a week in review. Listen, I hope that you found some value in this. I love you guys very, very much. Alternate day fasting is one of the most powerful things I have ever done that's helping me. Now, I got back from my trip. I was 490, and it's in a couple of weeks. It's already back down to 472. Very, very powerful stuff. I love you guys. I believe in you. Hopefully this help. I am so overwhelmingly blessed. And, and with the utmost humility, I just want to say thank you so much for people even thinking about contributing to this podcast, for asking questions, for emailing. I appreciate it. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you later. Peace.